0: DQ presents, picture this, picture the DQ Reese's Extreme Blizzard. That's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Reese's Pieces, plus peanut butter topping and chocolatey topping mixed in world-famous DQ Soft Serve. Now picture yourself digging in. To express the excitement you'll feel, I'm talking in all caps, because it's a capital E Extreme Treat with all the Reese's flavor you could dream of. Underline exclamation point. (sighs) Try the DQ Reese's Extreme Blizzard and take Reese's and DQ love to a whole new level. DQ. Happy tastes good.
1: Welcome to the Fred McNair Radio Show. Glad you can join us here on 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. It is a pleasure. It's been 10 weeks since we've talked with Braveshead Head Football Coach Fred McNair, but it's been, what, 10 years since we've been in studio? At least it seems that way, Coach.
2: It's sound about right, Charles. It's, <laughs> it's been a long time, and um, been a long time coming
1: it's a long time coming yeah we actually here in this studio we've had students do their shows and we had a 10-foot table here to kind of social distance folks and uh, the sanitation and all that in studio but uh don't have the plexiglass and hopefully you know we've moved beyond that but we all have to do our part if we want to keep that up right
2: you're exactly right charles and uh, i think that, that um we're doing everything we can as coaches to, to kind of get the kids to encourage them to to get their vaccination shots and, and things they have to do to, to make this thing work uh, to whereas we won't have to quarantine and all that kind of stuff throughout the whole process. But um, such a good job of everybody doing it, doing their part.
1: You can join the conversation. 601-877-6595. You can text a question. 601-348-7254. And I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. We want to welcome the folks at the Black College Sports Network joining us. Uh, the Black College Sports Network is the only online media outlet dedicated to live coverage and broadcasting of HBCU sporting events on a weekly basis. I've been a part of that coverage of the HBCU Black College World Series in the spring. They had the All-Star Game a few weeks ago in Hoover, Alabama, and that's an upcoming platform, Coach. We've got the ESPN3, and they're going to be doing the media day. We're going to talk about that and what we saw in the spring. So with each and every day, it seems like more and more coverage of not only all corn athletics but HBCU athletics here, I think
2: you're right, Charles. And what they're doing is a, is a great deal. Even the commission, uh, the SWAC, and, and, and the MEAC, uh, charging all the all the uh, the historical black college and University is doing such a great job of of putting our brand out there to where we can uh, get those uh, publicities and identify the things that we have to do to to make sure our our players is being um, seen and and got the right um, TV time and everything, too, as well.
1: We're talking with Bray's head coach, uh, Fred McNair, here on the Fred McNair Radio Show. Glad you can join us here on this Wednesday, a hot and humid Wednesday here on the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University. Coach, how have you been doing? It's been 10 weeks since we've, we have talked. We had a show then and just kind of getting folks up to date on the spring, but there's been a lot that's happened uh, in the last 10 weeks Talk a little bit about what your team's been doing. What have you been doing? What's the staff been doing here lately? Well, the
2: biggest thing is staff-wise, and we're just trying to make sure that we we have everything in place for these young men when they get ready to come back, Charles. Um, breaking down film, um, things of that nature, uh, trying to sign more players, we're still doing a recruit thing through Twitter. Um, we just been kind of busy doing those kind of things that don't that make this program better uh, for us, Charles, and in the near future. Um, its just it it's been a process for us, and uh you know the coaches understand that the things we have to do without the kids being here um with the kids not being here we're doing zoom and and all those things to get these kids prepared for for the upcoming season
1: coach what have you what have you learned about the the zoom and when you when you look at zoom and dealing with that you know Landon bussey our basketball coach talked about that a little bit and you know, he likes the face-to-face type of deal, and but you've been dealing with it now for a while. How have you gotten used to it a little bit? Are you just ready to to really just be in the meeting room and just just be with these folks face to face? I guess that's something you can never
2: get used to, Charles. Is, is just uh, being face to face with these young men, just to look them in the eye when you tell them something, uh, to see what they're doing, and and you ask them questions. Just to the, just the in-person thing with me that I like to see uh, more than anything. Um, I like to I like the, I like the vision. Uh I'm a visual person, I like to see and uh things of like that. But, you know, we, we having to deal with it and we got things done that we need to get done without seeing the kids and making sure they are working out, making sure they're maintaining the weight if they need to hold on hold on to it, making sure they lose weight if they need to. Uh things of that nature that's gonna help us out um tremendously throughout this summer. Because it's gonna be a hot one, Charles. It's gonna be a hot one and um, you know, we just got to do a good job of monitoring these, these young men um, every day throughout this whole process
1: of the summer, uh, even when camp starts. Do you feel like, considering we didn't play in the spring and the last fall and trying to get get guys and keep them in shape as best as you can, do you feel like you're caught up, or do you think you'll ever catch up in terms of where you are football-wise?
2: Well, you never catch up in, in football-wise, so There's always work to be done. Um, you know, by us not playing in spring, I don't think that, that put us behind the eight ball or any. Uh, I think we did we had to do it as coaches to make sure our guys were safe and and uh, injury prone free uh, to that nature. Um, not putting them in, in jeopardy of getting seriously injured uh, due throughout the whole process. And I thought that that we did a great job of making sure the guys had what they needed to have to uh, to get that process taken care of.
1: And if you had to evaluate the spring, how would you assess? And we didn't, I think when we talked, it was the week of the spring game, uh, the spring scrimmage, if you will, on, on the practice field. So how would you grade the spring?
2: I thought that we, um, as a coaching staff, we, we saw some good things and some growth in, in some of the players that we need to see, um, you know, from the standpoint of of um, the quarterback situation, Um uh, the two guys that we thought was going to be able to step up and be that number two guy, we're, st- we're still waiting on them uh, to make that make that step. So uh, we did go out and sign our, uh, another quarterback um, that was in the uh, transfer portal, um, <clears throat> Quinn from Memphis, and I thought that we uh, did a great job of of recruiting him throughout the whole process. You know, for his offense and defensive line, wise I thought that the coaches seeing what they needed to see. And by far, this is the first spring that we were able to get 14 days in, Charles. Uh, monitoring the weather and, and things of that nature. Uh, even during the spring game, the spring practice scrimmage that we had, it came rain that night. But it was just coming out that morning, I felt that it was a good opportunity for the guys to, to really be seen for by some of the fans that was here. I thought we had a good show of fans that came out uh, for that scrimmage, Charles. And I was very impressed uh, with the outcome of the scrimmage. And, and we've seen a great... Um, great amount of talent that that's going to be able to play
1: for us in this in this fall season. Well, you understand why the fans came out and drove for for that scrimmage because it had been forever since we played and just they wanted to get a taste of Braves football. And it's so much appreciative of those guys and those those fans
2: coming out uh, like they did, Charles. They could have just said no, we're not go- not going to make it. But I didn't uh, cancel the game, the scrimmage because of the weather. I let it play out and it played out well for us. And I thought that. Uh, the coaches did a great job of of monitoring the kids, going in and out of the scrimmage, uh, giving some of the guys the opportunity to to be able to play, uh, you know, during the scrimmage. So uh, I was well satisfied with the outcome of the whole spring um, that was facilitated for us, um, Charles. I was I was very pleased with it, uh, being able to just come out and, and do a spring practice the way we did.
1: Praise Head Football Coach Fred McNair for the full hour. You can join the conversation, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. And you can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tallman Radio. We're going to go to the phone lines, and our good buddy he will be up in the booth for the Swag Me Challenge and the challenging road schedule that we have. Emmanuel Barnes joining us on the line. Our producer, Jamario Brooks. Emmanuel Barnes, good evening. How you doing, sir?
3: Hey, I'm doing good, child. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna whoop coach this time with a lot of technical (laughs) questions. I'm actually gonna put a plug in for WCRL. You know, most people may not recognize it's a public radio station, and it's required to have annual fundraisers from its listeners. And I know they enjoy listening to the Fred McNair show. And I know you're gonna be getting those basketball coaches' shows together. And you got eight road games for football this year, and then we got the basketball schedule. So they enjoy those broadcasts. We need them to go ahead and send a little money into the foundation and he'll mark it for WPRL. I think we're trying to close it out by June 30th or so. Uh, they enjoy the show. we got a great show going tonight and I know they're enjoying it and uh, they're looking forward to more of them in the future. So, uh, And no amount is too small. So if they'll do that, he'll mark that for WPRL and send it to the foundation. It'll be most appreciated.
1: Well, Manuel Barnes, we appreciate you and and the job that you've done with us. We've been we've been doing this thing for a long time. The ebbs and flows. Yeah, well,
3: my, my donation is all. <laughs> <to my.
1: laughs> ebbs and flows and ups and downs. We we appreciate your support. Uh, do you have a question for Coach? No, no. Like I said, I'm not gonna whoop Coach this time. <laughs> uh, I
3: thought they had a great spring, and I'm just enjoying listening to the conversation.
1: All right, Emmanuel Barnes, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. That's Emmanuel Barnes joining us, and yes, uh, any donations to WPRL and the fundraising effort is greatly appreciated. Uh, for more information, call six zero one eight seven seven sixty two ninety for that. Speaking of donations, Coach, uh, you had a chance to speak uh, to the folks in Madison County, and I'm sure that was a uh, pretty profitable for your program. In speaking to the alumni chapter up there, talk a little bit about that.
2: It was. So it was a great. It was a great opportunity to, for for me as a as a head coach to to go out and and mingle with the Madison County Alumni Chapter, uh, just getting started back up with their chapter. So they're trying to do some things to, to kind of help the program as well and and I'll also do some things to help the alumni, uh, the National Alumni Association as well, Charles. You know, when, they, when you talk about alumnus, you know, we're probably one of the biggest alumni associations in America uh, when it comes down to that. But um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the, I think they the chapter did a great job of, of putting that venue together. Uh it was outside, it was nice. Um it was great. I had really enjoyed myself. Uh Torn Small was there. I a chance to to talk with him for a while and and uh he was talking about things that he's trying to do to 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 raise money for the athletic department and and uh, and things of that nature, Charles. So, uh, a lot of food. Um uh, It was great. Got a chance to see a lot of people.
1: And good turnout, good fun had by all. Coach Fred McNair joining us here on the Fred McNair radio program. Coach, as we pivot here, one of the biggest issues, and it it is the biggest issue every day, you pick up your phone, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, and you look at the transfer portal. And uh, we've been impacted by that, obviously. And and you talked about uh, the quarterback position, Jiren Russell. Obviously one of those great young men did everything he was supposed to do and, and Cole on the defensive side. Talk a little bit about that and, 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 and that transition and, and just dealing with that.
2: You know, I think a lot of a lot of with the transfer portal where it is now, I think it's over over seventeen thousand players in the transfer portal, uh right now, Charles. And that, that's a lot of kids that's some of them without football right now and trying to find a home. And and that mainly what happens when you when you get in the transfer portal because before you get in there, can't nobody recruit you before you get in the transfer portal. Uh, they have to wait till you get in the transfer portal before they start uh, talking to you. So, um, it's, it's 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 a crazy deal uh, to where now, I think our conference and all the historical black college conferences is about to become a um, a JUCO college to – to the big urban schools, the FBS schools and and the high FCS schools and all that. Uh Charles, it's going to be a situation where where we had uh Quintario Cole, you know, um you know, got in the transfer portal, and Louisville picked him up and and um you know, it's one of those things that uh, we can't control. Uh you know, a kid with two or three years left and feel like that uh he need to go somewhere else. I mean, he can get in transfer portal. Um just looking for the other opportunities. Um, but it's a, it's a tough situation, and and I, we talked as coach coaching staff that we just have to make sure that we're doing right by these young men so they can stay here at Alcorn State
1: University. Is it? And I've I've been trying to make sense of the whole transfer portal: who, what, where, when, why, whatever the case. But the the one thing that I've heard about it is, and this is just their opinion: the transfer portal is college versions of free agency. Is the, would you would you say that's that's what it is? You're exactly
2: right. Uh, now to where a lot of schools don't really have to go out and recruit, they just look in the transfer report and say, let's look at this kid here and um, and evaluate him, and, and if he's good enough, they can get him. So, um, But, you know, we still got to go out and recruit. Uh, the JUCOs, the high school kids, we still got to go out and fight for those young men that want to be here at Alcorn. So um, it is a recruiting tool, the transfer report is. Um, it's something that it, we can't control. Like I said, so uh, it's going to be tough. It's a tough times, um, but we just have to make sure that we try to try to maintain and, and keep the guys we got here at all going,
1: at all going. Help me with this too. And I was talking with somebody about this not too long ago. You got t- student athletes have two clocks that they're playing with. On one side it's the athletic clock. You got five. You got five years for four. Some get the medical fifth year sixth year i was reading something online not too long ago there's a basketball player's got a seventh year okay so you got the athletic clock on one hand then you've got the academic clock where you've got four years four and a half five so in the past it's been you've used up your athletic eligibility and you got a year left before you graduate and then you're done but now it seems like players are getting their degrees and they got three years left of eligibility. Am I looking at that wrong? Is this out of balance? Is that and is that a byproduct of of student athletes going to class, doing what they're supposed to do? And in this pandemic, where you pretty much have a free year, now you've caught up academically and you've done what you're supposed to do on the academic side, and now you got a lot of athletic eligibility left. Am I looking at that the wrong way? Not from the fall. From the fall to the spring,
2: Charles. I think we had uh, seventeen kids that graduated. Now there's seventeen. I think twelve is coming back for uh another year's eligibility, uh due to the COVID and plus due to them graduating early. Uh, we got some kids that graduated early. Uh that's coming back and still got two years left. Yeah. You know, now the process is now, they can work on their masters and, and everything of that nature, but you know, normally your eligibility is gone and you don't have any eligibility left but now you graduate and got eligibility left. So, um that's a that's a plus. Um for us, I know because now the kids coming back and getting their second degree while they got another year of eligibility left. So um, I'm excited about some of the kids that that we have coming back with eligibility left. Some got two years left. They graduated in uh, in in the spring. Can you can you talk about those? Yeah, uh, Tim McNair is one of them. Uh, LaCharles Pringle, uh, you know, he's a graduate. Um, Juan Anthony, some of those guys that that, that um that, that that's coming back. One got two years left. Uh, Tim McNair got two years left. So uh, these guys that, that really put forth effort to getting their work done in the classroom. And I think Miss Smith does a great job of, of getting these guys in the classes that they need to, to graduate. Um, and uh, just tremendously follow-up with the coaching staff for making sure these young men are going to class uh, and doing their work. You know, That's one thing that uh, they, can, they can tell you about Coach McNair. Uh, at the end of practice, I don't talk about practice. It's all about what's doing what's right to help you get out of here with a degree and win championships. So that's our ultimate goal as coaching staff, to make sure we mentor these men the right way uh, for their growth um, throughout the 4-for-40 initiative. You know, you graduated in four and 40 years to work, uh, but some of them graduating in three and a half, and maybe they got 41 and a half to work. So, <laughs> so that's a good deal for them, Charles, and I, I appreciate the work that they've done.
1: Uh, these young men of, of doing the thing we asked them to do and doing it the right way. So with – with all of that to me I also look at it in the, from the perspective it provides two things options and opportunities if you've got your degree and you have got 3 years left of athletic eligibility it gives you options if you want to go and get your master's degree you can if you if you feel like wherever university that you're at whether it's all or anywhere else if you're looking to expand your educational career and they don't offer what you're looking for, you can go to another place and get that. So it's options and opportunity. Is that, is that another way of looking yeah, at you're it? you're exactly
2: right, Charles, because some of them, some of them get their degree and, and they have another semester of school left and maybe another year of eligibility left and they want to go on in, in, in their career and start work on the workforce. Um, so, you know, we appreciate everything they've done as well. You know, at the same time, uh, we get a chance to talk to these young men as they go. Um, but just not only that, you know, when these young men come in and, and we talk to their parents, we talk about the things they can they can accomplish here at Alcorn State University um, with the plan they have in place,
1: um, getting their degree and winning championships as well. That's one thing that we put on the table for them. Here, Coach Fred McNair here on a special edition of the Fred McNair Radio Show. Let's see the countdown clock. What do I have here? We got uh, 11 weeks since we've talked We've got 66 days until the start of the season, and we've got 27 days until Football Media Day. And that, by the way, news that came down the last couple of days, uh, SWAC Football Media Day will be wall-to-wall coverage. Of course, we'll have it here on WPRL. ESPN 3 will have wall-to-wall coverage with Tiffany Green and Jay Walker teaming up to host that event. Media Row is going to be just off the charts with ESPN 3. We'll be there Black College Sports Network. Uh, a lot of podcasters will be there. It's, You know, it's it's going to be terrific. So, we're looking forward to SWAC football media day. All right, back to the phone lines. Marquise joining us. Man, we're talking to Marquise. How long has it been, Marquise? Yeah, it's, good evening.
3: It's, it's been long,
1: Coach Brad. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. What about
2: yourself?
3: Yeah, man.
2: Coach Brad, you got a new number? Yeah, I think I do, Marquise. I have to... I have, well, no, I think I got the same number, Marquise. I'm just, I'm oh, just, I'm good. just so busy sometimes, man. And I know you text me, and, and uh, that phone is still on too, so you can continue to text oh. me on that number and call me. I just don't pick it up all the time, Marquise. Uh, but oh, it's good yeah. to hear your voice, man. Yeah,
3: it's good to hear for you, man. I can't wait the football season to get here, man, because all the COVID going on, you know, because. Uh, yeah, cause I know everything is gonna get back on track. You know.
1: Have you been safe, Marquise? Have you been staying safe?
3: Well, I had take. Uh, I took two shots. Uh, I think. I think in March.
1: Okay, so you're you're vaccinated and ready to go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, one 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 question for you before we let you go, because we got other calls coming in. What what game are you looking forward to the most? That you're looking forward to the first game or the home game? What 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 game are you really looking forward to to seeing? Well, I
3: say Alcorn Jackson
1: State game. Okay, Alcorn Jackson State, November twentieth, twenty twenty one. I I can't
3: wait. Football, please, no another sweat.
1: Yes, sir. We, we appreciate it. Well, we got another call coming in. Uh, Marquise, we appreciate you calling.
3: All right. Okay. All right,
1: Coach. All right, Marquise. Marquise joining us here. We're going to take a break here. We'll take a timeout. We'll be right back. We've got some texts coming in, Coach. We'll get to those. we got tweets, and we'll get to the phone calls. Got a lot to talk about. The HBCU Football Hall of Fame, we got two awkward nights in that, as well as uh, we talk about the summer school, the second summer session, which will be starting here shortly. Of uh, The getting the players in camp and of uh, a lot of other stuff. We talked about the transfer report. I really wanted to get into that because that's been the dominant talk of the spring so far, as well as, of course, as we know, SWAC football in Alabama A&M. They're the champs, so gonna have to knock them off. And a Keel Glass says, "Let's run it back." He said that on social media. It's gonna be a fun fall campaign. We'll take a break. We'll be right back after this timeout on the Fred McNair Radio Show.
2: Peekaboo.
1: All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair Radio Show. Glad you can join us. You can give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. And speaking of the phone calls, we appreciate Emmanuel Barnes, proud contributor of WPRL, Marquise, and Kermit, another proud contributor, calling us from Dallas. I know Kermit's looking forward to the season. Good evening, Kermit. How are you?
3: Hey, Charles. Good evening. How you doing?
1: Doing fine, sir. Good good to hear your voice.
3: And good afternoon to you, too, Coach Mac. Man, so, good to hear you, Cameron. Back, I have, I have, have, have a, one question and just a follow-up, if you could. Uh, just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the Southland Conference, trying to recruit for the uh, members of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And should that happen, what do you think the
2: SWAC would do? That's a good question, Cameron. I, I don't know if I can answer that one there, man. Uh, uh, by far, I, I have no idea, Cameron, what what they would do in that situation, man. I know they they're still trying to plug the schools and everything like that, but uh, I think what the commission is doing now is trying to trying to stay positive and keep our keep our conference uh, is more competitive than ever. So if he continue to do that and grow our conference and Hopefully the the, the conference stays strong and and not want to leave. So uh, that's the only thing I can say on that one, Carmen. So, sure. okay. um, but hopefully we'll we'll stay strong and and the commission doing a great job to keep our conference in this good sure. situation. All
3: right, well, Charles, I'm going to say this and I'm going to I'm going to hang up and listen. Alabama A and M is not the swag.
1: <laughs> to the <laughs> right oh, here we go. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And that's, uh, that's been a topic of conversation, Coach McNair. Some people think that uh, whoever won the spring, it should be an asterisk behind it because it wasn't a full season. Four games, five games, whatever the case. And that's a, uh, you know, that's that's tough for me. Hey, they're the latest champs, and I'm going with it. But you said it the last time we talked. You know, we we gotta we gotta get back to where to where we were.
2: That's right, Charles. And, and I told the kids and the coaches, and and in our last meeting before they left for, for the summer, I said, look, I said, guys, when it all boiled down to it. Some team going to have something that belongs to us. <laughs> and uh, we just got to get it back. That's <laughs> all. I mean, it's plain and simple, Charles. Yeah. And I think that uh, this coaching staff and and these players are very eager to get back on the field under the circumstance that we was under uh, this spring, Charles. I think we're eager to get back on the playing surface and, and grind it out.
1: And to, to, to Kermit's point about the Southland Conference, yes, they lost the members, and yes, they're looking to replace those members. And yes, Prairie View and Texas Southern, according to published reports, They're looking at those schools. But I can, as a person that's been a part of this league since 1986, and I know I don't know if you remember this, Coach, maybe 10, 12, 13 years ago, there was a supposed meeting of the minds in Jackson, Mississippi, Grambling, Southern, Prairie View, Texas Southern, Alabama State, about starting their own little mini conference. Mm I don't know if you remember that. And that was talked about then, and it didn't happen. Uh, I think with FAMU and Bethune-Cookman coming in, I think it's led to more excitement in this conference, and I think that Prairie View, Texas Southern, I've even, you know, they've even talked about grambling in that, in that mixed Southern uh, because they're on that Louisiana side. I think, just my own personal opinion, I think everybody will stay put for now and to see how this thing turns out because there's a lot of excitement in the league right now.
2: It is, Charles. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Going to be a very exciting 2021 season, too. That's the biggest thing, Charles. And I think, like you said, I think everybody's going to stay put. And, and you know, like I said, we just got to continue to do a great job um, as this conference grows, um, putting our brand out there. And I think that what the commission is doing is, is kind of bouncing everything out to where we can get TV games and those kind of things for us. Um, such a great job. So we just got to continue to fight regardless of what it is, Charles. We just got to continue to, to mow, down the, mow down the grass.
1: Speaking of brand, the Alcorn brand represented big time in the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Two Alcornites in a, a function that took place in Atlanta on June the 19th, uh, the Black College Hall of Fame induction ceremony and the Juneteenth celebration. Uh, for, Presented by the Atlanta Falcons, and of course for the Braves, Roynell Young, as well as Jimmy Giles. Talk a little bit about those two, coach, representing and being in the Hall, the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Roynell,
2: I mean, Roynell right right Young been a safety for the Eagles. When he got drafted from here, thought so that was great. Uh, then you have Jimmy Giles.
0: The sales on at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com stock up for school with 40 to 70 percent off almost everything and deals from $13. Find it all at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com through August 10th.
2: A few months ago I talked to Jimmy Giles about a, a player that he was trying to send this way and I think the kid is going to come so it was a great opportunity for those young men I'm going to call them young men to be a to be a, a plug into the uh, Black College Hall of Fame charge. I think it's great for this university uh, to have those guys honor. Uh, you know, when it first started out, when Doug William and, and uh, James Harris first founded the Black College Hall of Fame in 2009, uh, for those players and coaches and contributors of the HBCUs, I thought it was a great deal when they did that. And you look like right now it's over 90, 92 players uh, in the Black College Hall of Fame now. So it is a great deal, especially for, for this university here, Charles, to, to have more players inducted into um, the Black College Hall of Fame, along with Marino Kassam, Steve McNair, and Dennis Thomas. Uh, so those guys that kind of goes along with the um, with the whole thing, you know, and, and other schools from the conference.
1: Halfway through the Fred McNair radio program, we are going to take a break. We've got some tweets coming in. Andre Young, Alexis Smith on the Twitter feed and uh, KLG so we'll get to those we'll get to the text and your phone calls we appreciate the phone calls that have come in Kermit, Emmanuel Barnes and Marquise you can join the conversation 601-877-6595 you can text a question 601-348-7254 and on Twitter on Tall Man Radio a lot of text tweets to get to And we'll get to that after this timeout Halfway through the Fred McNair Radio Show
0: What do I cherish? Precious moments watching Dad read to my little Eric That's why I'm so grateful I insisted on an eye exam When I noticed him struggling with the words on the page We found out Dad has age-related macular degeneration Or AMD Luckily, the doctor caught it in time for treatment So Dad can still read Protect yourself and your loved ones Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today
3: At 1-800-254-6552 For a free packet on prevention and managing AMD that's8002546552. one One day
0: I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the US Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than 150 billion dollars each year in grants loans and work study funds making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life.
3: I can go back to college. I can change careers.
0: I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov.
3: You are tuned in to WPREA 91.7 FM, broadcasting from the campus of Alcorn State University.
1: Halfway through the Fred McNair Radio Show, boy, the text line is jumping tonight. 601-348-7254, a bunch of texts to get to. And uh, we'll start there with uh, on the text feed uh, Fred McNair, uh, B.J. Jackson wanted to know which position are you most concerned with going into the season and which position do you feel most comfortable with?
2: Well, right now, you know, it's always, um, for me, that number two guy in all the positions, uh, charge. when you talk about uh, getting guys ready to play, it's always that number two guy. I'm more concerned about that depth chart than, than what I am about um, the positions, Um the number two guy, the most important guy on the football team to me, uh, being able to come in and, and play right away if something happened to the guy that's in front of. Him. So um of course, you know, you, you want to be concerned about our position, but you know, our biggest thing is, is it make sure that we got somebody to run the team. Uh, that's a leader at their quarterback position. Yeah. So um that is the, the most important position I think that's not necessarily on the team but that you be concerned about if something happened
1: to your number one guy. Jyron Russell, of course, see at the transfer portal in my opinion, I thought Jyron Russell was really patient and coming on. I thought he was uh really in prime position to be the number two, the backup quarterback. Where does that stand now?
2: well, right, now Charles. you know by him being in the transfer portal, you know he probably not be he's not coming back so right. um but i didn't I didn't think that we saw what we need to see out of uh Jiren this spring to to kind of to really push the button on that number two position there, so um. And we got T. Adams, and we got two younger guys that's going to come up as freshmen. Um, that's going to be pretty good when they get to age, Charles. So um, we're just still trying to identify, you know, the old position that that we need to up that
1: for one, and uh, those guys are going to come in and be able to play for us. How many quarterbacks now do we have? We have Four, five, five now, five, five quarterbacks. Now, yes. Okay.
2: Well, actually, six, Charles.
1: Six quarterbacks. Six quarterbacks now, yes. Okay. It's uh, it's going to be some battle. For the two, two, which is the, the the toughest battle, the twos, the threes, the fours? How many quarterbacks, first of all, are we going to start the season with? Well,
2: we're going to start off the season with all six of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going we're gonna to work hard during the during the process of camp and and just trying to figure out who's going to be that, that number one, number two guy, number three guy, um, you know, just in case of emergency. You know, we just got to make sure that we're doing a great job as coaches to, to kind of put this team in the right position to win ball games from all positions, you know. Um, we got we got some depth. Um, what we needed to get, we went out and signed some uh, guys that was in the transfer that that's going to um, that got transferred in.
1: That's going to give us give us a good amount of depth. Quentin Gray Jr., the quarterbacks coach, he's he's you know first first year go around with this thing. Uh, he's good. His his room's going to be pretty busy.
2: It's going to be busy. It's gonna be a busy room. and I think and he's doing a great job of of communicating with the players during the course of not being here right now and getting what they getting the material they need to to cover uh before they get to camp
1: another text from roger Gines. coach uh, how do you feel about your player personnel for the upcoming year do we have the tools to compete for another championship
2: well you know when you when you talk about football you always talk about competing so um we're gonna be able to compete um hopefully we get everything put in place and we're gonna go out and put our best our best foot forward uh to compete for this uh this swag championship again um you know, we, we got things that we have to do as coaches. Make sure that we got the players that's in the right place in the position that we need and uh, just be able to execute offense, defense, and special teams. Plays a big, important role in all three phases of it.
1: And, you know, I look at the, the schedule. I look at our schedule. We opened up with North Carolina Central's Big Game Swag Me Challenge. You got some teams, Jackson State, FAMU. I mean, it's, it's the, the Orange Blossom Classic. It's down in South Beach, warm weather. But I think what's being lost is that's a division game that counts right off the bat. Whoever loses that game, not saying they're going to be out of the division race, but you got, you're in trouble right off the bat. You know, Texas Southern Prairie you usually play right off the bat. So by us opening up and having some of these games out of conference right off the bat and we haven't played in two years, give us an opportunity to work some of the bugs out.
2: It will, Charles. And I think that, that this spring really kind of solidified the things that we need to get done during the course of the camp. Uh, kind of put us ahead to where we need to, we need we, we notice the things that we have to work on. Uh for its depth wise, for executing uh the things that we need to do, uh to put these young men in position to win ball game. And of course, you know, our first white game will be against Pine Bluff. Um, you know, and we're looking forward to that as well. Um but we got three three opponents now that we have to really be uh focusing on is North Carolina Central, uh come back and play uh Northwestern and then go to Mobile to play uh, South Alabama, so it's a it's gonna be very competitive. Give us a chance, give us the opportunity to, to kind of iron the kinks out. Um, but we're gonna be competitive in all three games. Uh, I can promise you that. So
1: um, we're gonna be we can be ready to compete. It'll be interesting. Pine Bluffs. When you look up, they're losing some players leaving, and they their roster has definitely changed from what we saw. In the championship game, so just another storyline we'll be following once the season starts. Uh, we've got a text here, Coach, uh, from George from Glen Oaks, Louisiana. Who are some of the standouts in your mind, Fred McNair, uh, from the spring?
2: Well, you know, you know, Felix was. He, he, I mean, he's he's going to be his guy. He's going to be he's going to do his thing. Um, you know, and some of the guys on defense that that we got a chance to see. Uh, very anxious to see Damian Anderson at the linebacker position now and. Uh, Juan Taylor uh, that's, that, that's come tremendously along we've got some, um, got some new guys that come in uh, Malcolm McGee um, you know Tony Wilson he's always going to be solid at the corner so we're excited about each and every one of the guys we got coming back and uh, we're just trying to make sure we build
1: depth right now to what we need it. we talked about Jarvin Russell we talked about Cole going to Louisville I know that we were young on that back end with his loss Talk about how you have to rally and who has to step up in, on that back end of the defense.
2: You know, biggest thing, I thought that we we, we had the most depth at that position than anywhere uh, on the team charge at the safety position. I thought we had more depth there than, than we did anywhere. And, you know, I think Coastal, we're going to be able to tweak around a little bit, players move, move around a little bit to where we can really be competitive at that position. So, um, looking forward to, to the guys moving around
1: and and doing the things they're supposed to do to make sure that that uh, we're in position to win ball games. LaRon Jones off the Twitter feed. You can send a tweet. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Coach Mack, what does our edge rushers look like and special teams?
2: Well, the biggest thing that uh, Coach Storm was emphasizing is our edge rushers. I think that what we did, I won't call no names, but I think what we did, he went out and found some guys that can be the pass rushers for us. and I think we're going to um, be solid at that position, uh, Charles. Uh, be able to put pressure on the quarterback. Be able to get make get more sacks uh, this upcoming season. So special teams, I think, will be solid there. Uh, I think Coach Powell will put together a good a good uh, plan for us special team wise and and things that that that's gonna help us out during the course of special teams. We just have to be able to
1: execute the things that we have to do. Any one particular position that that kind of keeps you up at night right now?
2: Not no position to keep me up at night, y'all, because I'm I'm always up at night anyway. <laughs> so uh, I, I hardly ever sleep. You know, just thinking about think about what we can do as far as the team wise to get better each and every day. So I'm always rambling and trying to figure it out. You know, and and um, things of that nature. But that's what a coaches coaches does. Uh, kind of trying to find the pieces, to
1: put together, make sure that we're solid. We're talking with Braveshead Football Coach Fred McNair here on the Fred McNair Radio Program. Uh, Coach, I, I really look forward to just getting back out there and just, just the smell of the grass and all that stuff. I mean, it's, I'm not going to lie, last March and April were miserable. I mean, when things started shutting down and I just got back from Jackson, Mississippi with the SWAC basketball, our SWAC basketball game of tournament in Jackson and next thing you know things shut down the NBA shut down and the whole sports world shut down and i was just didn't know what i was going to do and just you know here we are on the other side of it getting ready to play some football here and and however many 66 days and media day is 27 days away it just feels great just to get back out there and start doing stuff how how was it like for you during the the worst of the worst you know when it was boring well i guess was it ever boring for for you in the program, especially when things started shutting down, you know, don't
2: ever get bored for me, Charlie, because I have to I have to plan ahead for things, and I think that we did, other coaching staff, to to kind of make sure that we was doing the right thing for the the young men to be mentor every day. So that was one thing that that I didn't get bored about because I was trying to figure everything out of how we're gonna do this, um, and so the plan was that what we did uh, to make sure that these guys was up to par and everything was 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 um, Zoom meetings and things of that nature. So it kept us busy uh, putting together, breaking down films and putting together a plan, uh, building our depth chart, still trying to recruit some of the best players to come in and help us out. So uh, it was never boring to me. It was always exciting to me um, because it's not always not um, how hard you get knocked down, but what can you get up from. Uh, I think throughout this whole process with the, with the COVID-19 charges, it was a bounce back. Okay, now we're here. All right, what can we do now? So um, it's not gone yet, but we still have to be mindful that things are out there. Um, We still have to make sure these young men are taken care of once they get on campus, Uh, make sure they're doing the right things on campus to protect themselves um, and others. So um, it's just a bounce back charge for us, and I think that what we're doing on the staff is, is, is
1: that solidifies it all, just a bounce back. We'll take a break here. When we come back, more questions. We appreciate all the texts and tweets that have come in. We appreciate your support, as always. And uh, we have some news about uh, maybe streaming the Fred McNair Radio Show video-wise. We'll talk about that when we come back on the other side, here on the Fred McNair Radio Show.
0: Jack Store is a proud underwriter of WPRL 91.7 FM. Jack's store located here on the campus of Olcone State University where you'll find a full line of convenience and grocery store products and while you're at Jack's if you need a fill up, Jack's has you covered. Jack's is open 7 days a week 7 a.m. until. Go by and see little Jack, my friend, who's walking in the footsteps of his father the late Big Jack and give you the best service he has to offer so stop by Jack's. When you go by tell him that you're heard it on WPRL 91.7 FM that's jack store located here on the campus of old state university jack store is a proud supporter of all old state university sporting events
3: welcome to the national park near you 444 miles of history and nature. Enjoy a relaxing drive, a picnic, and learn some exciting history. The Natchez Trace 11 foot travel lanes were designed for leisure motoring. The Natchez Trace is one of the top bicycle routes in the United States. When cycling or motorcycling, be safe and be seen. A Sunday drive any day of the week. The Natchez Trace Parkway, the national park near you.
2: Sponsored by Natchez Trace Cycling, aired by the Mississippi Association of Broadcasters and this
1: station. And welcome back to the Fred McNair Radio Show here on 91.7 WPRL and online, WPRL.org. We are on TuneIn Radio, Life 91.7 WPRL, and uh, we're working through all the particulars and all the details, but upcoming fall, we will have the Fred McNair Radio Show. You can listen to it and watch it as well, right here in studio. We'll have a backdrop here, Coach, and uh, you'll be able to watch it and and kick back and Enjoy the Fred McNair radio show. I'm, I'm kind of a dinosaur. I'm an audio guy. I like audio. I like to listen to stuff. But the way it's going now, if you want to keep up with the times, it's a lot of stuff streaming, a lot of stuff, a lot of video stuff. So we're, we're working through that. We'll have some particulars as we go along. Are you looking forward to that, Coach? That sounds De- great. Being, sounds being spiffy every Monday night? Sound great, John. <laughs> um, we, talked about, uh, we talked about the transfer portal, Coach, early on. And I read something that's, and I don't know if this is happening now or not. And you talk to other coaches, but with the transfer portal being, you know, bursting at the seams, so much talent out there to pick from. I read somewhere where coaches might be holding back scholarships just to see who's in the portal. And you hold back ten scholarships, for example. This may be just at the FDS level. They got they got eighty five scholarships. They hold back ten to, to see who's in the portal, and if they find someone there's a mutual interest, they'll take one of those use one of those scholarships. Do you see that something like that happening, even though at our level, at the FCS, is 63? Do you see something like that happening, or do you think that's happening already?
2: Now, Charles, that, that's something I can't really answer before, is holding back scholarships. We we can find a kid right now. I'm not going to hold a scholarship back if I can find a kid that can come in and uh, contribute to our program. I'm going to go ahead and spend that on that kid. Um don't have time to wait on the transfer portal. Waiting on a kid to get in there, and you may not like him. And now you you playing with uh, 59 instead of 63. Uh, still got some over. We're gonna try to spend every dime that we can uh, to get the kids in that to kind of help our program out. So um, I haven't heard that as far as other schools or other conferences or FBS or FCS upland schools that holding out scholarship for the transfer portal. But uh, very interesting though.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. Not saying it's happening, but I guess coaches are trying to figure out ways to work with this portal. And if there's a lot of talent out there, you hold back a few scholarships to see what's out there and then you can you can use those not saying it's happening or it's going to happen but two
2: you got you got 17,000 in transfer portal <laughs> and you still holding 10 scholarships you ain't found nothing yet <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
2: kind of tough I, I, it, Charlie. I agree,
1: <laughs> but you know it's just it's just a lot of little nuances yeah. out there. Yes sir. Uh we got a tweet from Ernest Brown coach about the offensive line. Talk about the old how is it looking? I think it's going to
2: look pretty good, uh, Charles. We 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 seen some stuff in some of, some of the guys that, that came out the spring and and Participated, and I think Coach uh, Ratton, the uh, offensive coordinator, done a tremendous job of, of getting these guys, guys in place. And what I like about it, a lot I like see them work um, during the course of practice. Uh, they all together, they they doing a great job of, of uh, coming out and competing uh, against each other, even when they go one on one, when they do pod with the defense and stuff like that. It's a great deal, but it's going to be exciting. I think you got all the guys in the right place, got good depth as far as offensive line Wide Got some guys going to be able to play for us this season.
1: And we talked earlier about the uh, Alka Knights in the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame. Chris Blair doing some good things uh, with the Green Bay Packers. Have you talked with him and what what are your thoughts on that?
2: I had one of the sports writers that called me for an interview to talk about Chris Blair and, and he, he talked about how wonderful Chris was doing during the course of uh, training uh, in Green Bay and I think that this may be a player for us that's going to stick in NFL, Charles. Chris got a great, great work habit. Uh, he don't give up. He, he come out every day with the workbooks on, ready to work. So I think they got a good product here from Alcorn up at Green Bay.
1: Just a matter of getting a quarterback situation together, what is Aaron Rodgers going to do?
2: That's going to be the big question. Right <laughs> so, you know, I think that Chris will I think he will stand, stay on with the Packers in some form or fashion uh, throughout this um, throughout the camp and and throughout the preseason. If not, you know, somebody's watching him um, throughout the preseason game and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm excited for him. This young man, he, he did a great job when he came in. When he first came in at Alcorn, you know, he was the guy that, that led the, the guys out there during the course of the summer to work out and, and stuff like that. And his work habits, it, it's unbelievable the way he worked.
1: Well, speaking of that, speaking of the next level, I mean, of course it's been talked about now. Um, no players from HBCUs were drafted, and it's a concern. It's troubling. It's frustrating. Um, where are you on that, and what is it going to take to get there?
2: It's always troubling, uh, Charles. When you, when you have scouts to come down through the course of the week and and and, and watch the kids practice, and uh, and they, I don't know if it's just a formality, Charles, that they come down and say, okay, we visit this school and they got a kid here, and uh, and they take it back to the player personnel and. And um, trying to get understanding why this kid is not playing in NFL, you know, it's it's a it's a big question mark there, you know. And uh, we've been doing this for a long time, so we just haven't started this trying to promote our players to to get to the next level. Um, we always gonna fight for ours, and uh, that's one thing that we does uh, as as staff and make sure these kids getting seen. And and we had NFL teams in 2019. It was like 26 teams came in to Alcorn. Uh, to watch our players, some of them came twice, and you know, and um, you know, we got players here in the in the conference in HBCU that can play on the next level. I think out of the last couple drafts, I think the kid from our North Carolina NT, the defensive end, um, I thought the kid from Grambling gonna get drafted, uh, the offensive lineman. Uh, he didn't make it, so um, you know, it's a, it's a big question mark there of things that that need to be open and and, and maybe. Discussed amongst um, the NFL and the, and the scouts that come out. Solomon Muhammad. Yeah, Solomon Muhammad. We didn't have one of our own, Charles. Yeah. You know, we had a great opportunity. Um, you know, Waller, the running back we had. So um, I thought those guys were very good potential draft picks um, somewhere. But um, but they wasn't. And so, you know, it's something we still got to plug at. Was, like I said, we, we just haven't started doing this for our, for our players. So. We're going to continue to stride and stride and try to open more eyes in the NFL and try to get these guys to where they need to be because you're going to have one.
1: We'll take a break here, a final break here on the Fred McNair Radio Show, and uh, we'll talk about the summer, the second half of the summer session. When will the players be here as we get ready for August 28th, 2021? And the question was asked, Coach McNair, the other day when I was coming to your office, for the Swagniac challenge. Who's the home team? Are we the home team? Are we the visitors? That was the question. Fred McNair has the answer coming up after this one minute timeout here on the Fred McNair radio show.
0: Have you noticed lately how empty everything is? Empty streets, empty stores, empty schools. But I'm trying to change these empty times by being full of gratitude. Gratitude means saying thanks to the garbage collector, the medical providers, and all those who are helping every day. Things may appear empty around us, but when we're filled with gratitude, nothing is completely empty inside us. Gratitude is in you. From PassItOn.com My part-time service in the
3: One of the ways Southwest Electric serves our members is staying connected and keeping you informed. It is important that we have your phone number and email address updated. It makes reporting outages easy and gives us a way to contact you. Simply write them on your payment stub or call 800 287 8564. Southwest Electric, serving our cooperative members for over 80 years. An equal opportunity provider and employer.
1: Welcome back to the Fred McNair Radio Show. 27 days away from SWAC Football Media Day. We talked about it. The SWAC announced that ESPN3 will have wall to wall coverage from Birmingham. Jay Walker and Tiffany Green will have wall to wall coverage. So will we. And wall to wall covers three and a half hours of interviews and discussion. The commissioner will join us. We'll be talking with uh, Coach Dion Sanders. Speaking of that, Coach, uh, he had his camp here recently. Um, was were some of your coaches there and get a chance to check that out?
2: Yes, there was. They they was there and got a they got a a data sheet with some of the kids on it uh, that was seen. So we did have I know it was three coaches there at the camp for us.
1: And uh, you typically you're yearly have a camp, is that gonna be something you'll be cranking up starting in twenty twenty two, maybe?
2: I haven't thought about it yet, Charles. Having a camp yet, Charles, uh and just so much stuff that we have to do to prepare for a camp here. Um, you know, you have to factor in the weather and, and a lot of the paperwork they have to do to, to make a camp go here. So um uh, right now I haven't really thought about it.
1: It's camp season, definitely players are bouncing around four different camps. Sixty-six days, coach, until the season opener against North Carolina Central. As we teased it going into the break, someone stopped me in the parking lot and said, "Are we the home team <laughs> or the visiting team?" I said, "You know, I don't know. I'm going to see C- Coach McNair in just a minute. Let me find out for you." I walk into your office and I ask you, "said Coach, are we the visitor or the home team for this Wagmeak Challenge?" And what did you do from there?
2: But Charles, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> just the idea of uh, us being that way—we're going to be the visiting team. Yeah, uh, in the Miak Swag Challenge, and uh, it's unfortunate, we're going to be the visiting team for eight weeks of our season out of eleven. So <laughs> that's the, we're no stranger to that. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll be the visiting team for the Miak Swag Challenge uh, this upcoming season against uh, North Carolina NT.
1: And Coach French, your D line coach, was in there, and I was trying to figure out why are we the visiting team. And Coach French said, "Hey, man." It doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We gotta, we gotta get ready to play. It doesn't matter whether we're home That's or exactly away. That's exactly
2: right. That's exactly right, Charles. So we just gotta get these guys geared up, and get ready to play football.
1: Well, speaking of that, you're you're getting them geared up. What is the schedule now? We're ending June after you know the fourth will be coming up. When will your players uh, be here and getting ready for camp?
2: Well, right now, the schedule to get them here in summer school too will be July the sixth, Charles. Um, around. 10 o'clock check-in time, you have to come through and and make sure they go through the testing um, at the David Witness Complex before they uh, check in their rooms and uh, things of that nature. And then July the 29th, the kids will report uh, for camp, and we get kicked off on the 30th.
1: So they'll be here right after the 4th, obviously classes and I guess classroom work for football, and then you're going to hit the field at the end of July.
2: That is exactly right, Charles
1: testing you, you talked about that that's still going to continue the three times a week
2: that is exactly right it will be good we'll continue three times a week charles and uh you know just talking to, to cyrus and him putting things in place to to get that done and um but we have to abide by the rules that, that they put forth uh the protocols is there uh the players know what we have to do um and able to keep us safe and, and make sure this thing is done the
1: right way yeah talk about those conversations on Zoom about, you know, because you're away from them and they're away from you, just trying to be as safe as you can because we had, what, in the spring we had 12 games, 11 games canceled, you know, due, due to COVID, and uh, that's in a shortened spring season, so we don't want to have that happen again with everyone uh, get, getting it kicked off.
2: That's the biggest thing, you know, we tell the coaches to make sure we just try to encourage the kids. Uh, we can't make them take them uh the vaccination shot, but, um, but just to encourage them to to take it anyway if they can some of them is uh, not willing to take it but you know it's okay but just understand you're gonna get tested three times a week uh, throughout the whole process so um, we're just doing the right thing to make sure that we're protected in what we do uh, around campus
1: and with media day coming up here 27 days have you decided who will be representing is it is it my guest Felix Harper I'm, I'm just gonna take a stab in the dark there Felix Harper will be one that will be one, Charles. <laughs> Have you decided on the other? Yeah. Oh, who's the other?
2: Tony Wilson on defense. Tony he, Wilson, okay. He represents the defense side of the ball. I think he got two good athletes there, and Tony's eager. I know he'll be eager to represent um, the brave football team. Uh, he's been here for the whole term, Charles, all five years of him, and give him the opportunity to step up to the mic and, and uh and them Felix both to, to represent this, this great university and his football program.
1: Well, you heard it here first. Felix Harper and Tony Wilson will represent Corn and SWAC Football Media Day at the Westin in Birmingham coming up July the 20th. We'll be there to bring you wall-to-wall coverage. Coach, it's a pleasure. Good to talk with you. And uh, we're going to do this again.
2: Always good, Charles. Go Braves.
1: DQ presents
0: Picture This. Picture the DQ Reese's Extreme Blizzard. That's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Reese's Pieces, plus peanut butter topping and chocolatey topping mixed in world-famous DQ soft serve. Now picture yourself digging in. To express the excitement you'll feel, I'm talking in all caps, because it's a capital E Extreme Treat with all the Reese's flavor you could dream of. Underline exclamation point. (sighs) Try the DQ Reese's Extreme Blizzard and take Reese's and DQ love to a whole new level. DQ. Happy tastes good.